0: All welcome to Hashtag hashtag Represent. represent. Hashtag Represent is a show where we talk about Asian culture and how we're being represented in the media. As a reminder, the opinions expressed on this show do not reflect the views of WSUM, University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. And today, we'll be talking about beauty standards in Asian
1: countries or in Asian culture. And I feel like, Faith, Mm -hmm. you
0: have a lot to say about
1: this. (laughs) I do. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: I guess, like, starting off with diet culture, what... I knew about diet culture in Asia was the IU diet and I feel like that's probably one of the most popular kinds of diet uh, popularized by IU the k-pop singer Um, if you don't know what she looks like she is this tiny tiny petite woman like I think I could like wrap my entire hand around her thigh Mm -hmm. kind of thing And her diet was one apple in the morning, two sweet potatoes for lunch, and then a protein shake for dinner. And that was it. And then, like, some water. Mm -hmm. And I think that just kind of shows, like, the stress that idols are put under to be skinny. But it's also kind of a representation of everyone else in Asia who's, like, believes that to be popular, to be famous, to be beautiful, you have to be skinny
0: exactly and there's a really good representation of that of like idols having to be skinny it was on this reality well survival idol survival show called Mm. 16 and it was the show that twice debuted from actually oh really it was like it was held by JYP Mm. and um one of their the girls who ultimately debuted her name is Ji Hyo Mm. and on the show she was like the chubbiest and then she was like yeah You know, like, compared to other girls, like, she wasn't skinny at all, Mm -hmm. and during one of the missions, her team actually won, Mm -hmm. and JYP, like, talked, like, just spoke directly to her and said, Jihyo, I don't know about, like, I don't, I don't know what to do with you. Mm -hmm. Like, she was, like, at first, she was so happy that her team won, Mm -hmm. and he's like, I don't know what to do with you, you just look like you don't care. (gasps) And then she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, the way that you're dancing on stage, the way your body looks, mm-hmm. you look lazy and you <gasps> look sloppy. Oh and God. it just shows It just shows to me that you don't even want to put in the effort. Oh like, God. the least you can do is control your diet and exercise. <gasps> oh, no. And I she, did not know that. It was like, and then it's broadcasted on, like, national television. Mm-hmm. And, like, I watched it. And then I, I was like, that is so messed up. Yeah. And then she was immediately just, like, just essentially she was body-shamed, like, yeah. on TV. And then that's why, like, after she debuted, like, at first, like, their f- debut song, she was still kind of a little chubby. Mm-hmm. But then throughout, like, all the other songs they did, like, she got really, really skinny. Oh and then goodness. everyone was praising her, saying, mm-hmm. oh, like, she really put in the work. Like, oh you know, being an idol really changed her. she It shows that she wants this. Mm-hmm. And then after um a couple of years, she actually just uh, was announced that she is dating... Um, Kang Daniel from oh, yeah. one one and then people were like bashing her because you know as an idol they expect you to never date mm-hmm. um and then she gained weight again and then people are saying well that's what love makes you do like when you're like when you're in love you don't care about your fans you don't care about your career you just go off and eat whatever oh my gosh and then she I mean for anyone that's just like that's just so harsh to listen to mm-hmm. and it you know like I'm looking at it you're looking at it we mm-hmm. both think this is outrageous yeah but the people who live in asian like asia
1: or like like, yeah you have to be skinny if you want to be popular yeah that's kind of reminds me of wendy from red velvet like she had a crazy weight gain and like loss and she was going through a lot of weight issues and like i remember hearing on the internet people being like oh well she's from the west so that's why she's a little bit heavier but if you look at like Hyo and wendy they are not even like considered to be heavier by western standards like even them at their so called heaviest is pretty standard, I would say, in America.
0: Yeah. And Wendy, like when she debuted, like she was mm-hmm. considered, like everyone says she was fat. Mm-hmm. And then she went through extreme weight loss. Yeah. And I was watching this video of it was called like, um, wendy's extreme like body shape <gasps> i it. saw that
1: too on youtube yeah. yes oh and my then god
0: during like the time when she was super skinny like you could see her bones yeah and then at that time there were still people saying like she looks too skinny now mm-hmm. like she looks unhealthy and then she gained weight again people were like oh wendy gained weight again mm-hmm. so
1: it's like what do you want her to do yeah you can never win with these kinds of people mm-hmm. also i just want to say about jihyo like she is like a bit Fuller in her chest, Mm -hmm. which is not really typically seen of Asian women. Mm -mm. I can attest to that. So I think that's another thing where people are like, automatically they see her kind of larger chest and they're like, she's fat. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, she's not. Like, you guys need to have a better working definition of what overweight is. And she's not unhealthy Mm -hmm. by any means.
0: Like, she's dancing all the time. She's exercising and she's an amazing singer. Mm -hmm. It's hard because I feel like people like her who exist in, like, an idol group, Mm -hmm. you're immediately compared to every other member in your group. And if every other member in your group is, like, super skinny, looks like the ideal way, like, you automatically become, like, the lesser attractive. Mm -hmm. And that's just sad. It is
1: sad. Like, Ailee, she was also having some crazy weight gains and losses. And I just remember she had to, like, leave public spotlight, didn't she? Because, like she was kind of putting on too much weight and everybody was like oh she's fat we can't listen to her music Mm -hmm. and I think it just shows like these unrealistic beauty standards that people have of like these idols and it's like if these standards are being put on the idols what is being said like to kids who are watching this yeah like I can't imagine like growing up and idolizing these people and being like the only way for me to be 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 beautiful is to be super skinny and have this Giant thigh gap and like the tiniest arms and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I, I think this is also part of the Asian culture because
0: you remember going home and then your parents or like your relatives just asking, like just making a comment saying, "Oh, did you gain weight? Yeah. Oh, you gained weight. Or oh, you look like you lost weight." Mm -hmm. And like the first one is supposed to be considered like you know you should take that as a warning that you're eating too much, Mm -hmm. and the second one is supposed to be considered as a compliment. Yeah. And. That just like, I mean, I'm kind of just like also victim quotes to this. (laughs) Um, I do think about that a lot, and Mm -hmm. in my mind, like immediately categorize of like gaining weight as something that's something that I need to be worried about. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to think that way because I know it's all society. And like, I'm eating healthy, I'm living a healthy life. And what what does it mean to say that like I look like I gain weight just because I'm living healthy? Should I not be as healthy Mm -hmm. as I am? Should I stop eating? You know, and then it gets in your mind and it just creates this really vicious cycle.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember like being in middle school and hearing about the IU diet and like, you know, middle school, you're already having a lot of self-esteem issues. And I remember seeing this diet and being like, I want to go on this diet. Obviously, my mom was like, we are not doing a diet. You are in middle school. You do not have any body issues. You are fine. I don't know, just to see that online and just my mind instantly being like oh i need to do this Mm -hmm. like
0: um yeah and i also want to point out that when i like i came to the states two and a half years ago Mm -hmm. and i have like i'm considered chubby Mm. back home in taiwan Mm -hmm. and coming here i became more accepting of my own body yeah like i really like did not feel like i was being overly scrutinized for having Mm -hmm. like fuller chest or like a fuller arm mm-hmm. and I didn't really particularly go on a diet but like I feel like liking myself more mm-hmm. and liking how I looked more it really made a difference like I didn't necessarily lose weight or anything but I remember going home and then my friends are saying you look different mm-hmm. like I don't think you lost weight or anything but you just look like you're more Happy and confident. Mm. And like, I think that's because, like, back then I was just so self-conscious. I was trying mm-hmm. to cover up parts of my body that I didn't like. Yeah. And I didn't like the way I looked. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, now that I I came to the U.S. and I'm like, oh, I actually like how I look. Like, coming here, I feel like I'm less judged about how I look. Yeah.
1: I think... That's what I like about the West is Mm -hmm. that, you know, you can have a different body type than what's seen in media. And it's not like you're instantly being told you have to look like whatever these like actors and idols look like. Mm -hmm. So I I definitely feel like the West is a lot more accepting for diverse body types. Yeah.
0: And there's like, I mean, obviously we still have all these like false body image stereotypes Mm -hmm. like on social media, but we have the like body positivity movement Mm -hmm. and there are more and more people like, coming out and saying that you should love your body and mm-hmm. i was just listening to a podcast this morning about this actually and how it's okay to not love how you look mm-hmm. every day like you yeah. can literally wake up this morning and feel terrible you look in the mirror and you don't like the way you look and that's completely fine mm-hmm. and you are free and you have the freedom to do whatever you want to do to make yourself feel pretty or like feel Mm -hmm. like you like yourself that day Mm -hmm. and someday you can wake up and really think you're rocking it and then you're like you know what i look great today and girl fly with that Mm -hmm. and if you don't it's fine wear an oversized t-shirt
1: no one's judging no
0: one's judging and yeah just love how you
1: look (laughs) bottom line um i guess like another thing is also skin lightening in asia like as someone who's very tan born s like pretty pretty darker than my grandmother would have preferred. Um I have definitely heard a lot of Have you tried some like whitening products or mm-hmm. wearing like it's not even like bleaching products cuz I think that's what a lot of people think of when they hear like skin whitening. It's it's more like products that have like a white sheen to it and make mm-hmm. your skin look whiter. So, before people are like, "Oh, People have told Faith to bleach her skin. Like, that is not no, <laughs> that is not, not what I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> I also have heard um, people saying, oh, Asians want to look like Westerners. That's why they lighten their skin. And I want to cut that down it a lot. not, yeah, not true. true. A lot of beauty standards in Asia are not because we want to look like you guys. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we've been problematic way before y'all came. <laughs>
0: um <laughs> this is the one time you guys don't have to take yeah. responsibility yeah <laughs> yeah
1: we'll take responsibility for that colorism has existed in asia for a really long time and it comes from just like these different like social class and like the lower social class working outside for long hours in the heat and in the bright sun and they have like darker skin and more tanner skin because they're like, you know, working in the rice fields versus somebody who's of a higher class and is able to spend all their time indoors and relaxing. And that's why their skin is so pale. That's where the, the pale skin issue comes mm-hmm. from.
0: Yeah. And then that just speaks to a larger problem of like classism mm-hmm. and poverty. And it's something that I think we kind of mentioned in our last episode about mm-hmm. anti-blackness. Um there's this idea that if you get tan, like, I don't see. The thing is, like, it's so weird because, like, in the U.S., people want to be tan. Yeah. Like, they do spray tan. They go to, like, tanning salons. Mm-hmm. And they always want to just be out in the sun. They don't care about, like, they don't want to have, like, lighter skin. But, like, yeah. they, in the
1: sun tanning cream, that yeah. was crazy when I first learned about that. I was like... That just doesn't sound healthy to me. No, but then again, it you know, people could be looking at us being yeah. like, skin whitening products don't sound healthy either.
0: It's funny because um, if you go in any, go to any Asian country, well, mm-hmm. mostly I guess like I can speak about like Taiwan and like probably Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go there in the summer and the sun is super hot outside and it's like really bright, you mm-hmm. see all these people um, using an umbrella to like mm-hmm. block out the extra sunlight. They will be wearing like pants and
1: long sleeves yeah
0: they'll be covering up their bodies Mm -hmm. because they don't want to get tan because well one thing's like you don't want to get sunburned but also like they don't want to get tan and they're Mm -hmm. always making like uh, putting on layers and layers of sun cream and like not be me they're (laughs) stressing about how like you know you have to use like
1: SPF 50 uv blocking yeah products and stuff and like
0: you the minute you find out that you have like a freckle or like your skin gets a little dark you have to like go back inside and don't Mm -hmm. come outside and it's such a stark difference because I spent my, like last year, I spent summer here and I did not have put on sun cream anywhere I go. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's too much work for me. <laughs> I just wanted to go out. Mm. And um, I realized that I did get a little tan and like my friends here were saying like, your skin looks like amazing. You mm. have a like suntan glow. And my mom was like, you look too dark. Yeah. The, oh,
1: <laughs> have you thought about using sunscreen? Yeah. And then like, oh, well, I don't. It's summer, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe, but also I'm so lazy. It's hot. I it's... do not want to be wearing a billion layers. Yeah, it gets so sticky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I lived in Japan, actually, I was there for three months during the summer between freshman year and sophomore year. And I remember, like, the town I was in was right by the beach. Oh, my God, so beautiful. I was there every other day just tanning. And one of the students found out, and I was like, yeah, you can come with me. Let's go tanning. And she's like, we're going, what? <laughs> We're doing what? What are you doing? Like completely blown away by the idea of just laying in the sun to get darker. She could not fathom that. They'll probably be there with like their towel covered
0: up and like yeah. sunglasses and like a hat. Mm-hmm. They'll have everything like covered up right. And they're like, there's no way that I'm they're like, going to
1: get their skin tiniest dark. bathing suit. I want to get so tan. Mm-hmm. I love being tan. And it just it blows everyone else's mind. It's,
0: it's so funny because... I mean, it's something that I feel like I'm having like conflicted views on mm-hmm. because I love um, K beauty, and mm-hmm. but a lot of their products talk about like you know they specify that they lighten up your skin, mm-hmm. and now I'm at here. I'm like, do I like want to look tanner? Yeah, because like that's kind of like the beauty standard here. Mm-hmm. And I maybe I want to look tanner, but then also I'm always using
1: K beauty products, then it's not going to happen. Yeah, and like I think a lot of the even if it's not a lightning product it's also like geared towards people with a fairer complexion Mm -hmm. so like going to korea like once a year i try to find makeup and i can never get makeup that looks good on my skin because it's just not meant for someone with a darker complexion Mm -hmm. so i can't imagine what other people are trying to go through you know korea um, is known for its beauty products And I can't imagine like, you know, somebody of a darker complexion going to Korea and being like, oh, I'm going to get so, so much makeup. And then it's like, wait, none of it looks good on me because they didn't Mm -hmm. consider that people have different varying complexions.
0: Yeah. And that's a big problem because I feel like um, I have friends who like have like darker skin or tanner skin and they go to like drugstores to get cosmetics. And then Mm -hmm. they look at all the they try on all different types of foundations and everything. And it's Mm -hmm. all like for people of lighter skin and it just looks like they're trying to like, cover up yeah with white whiter stuff it's just mm-hmm. it, it's not fair not, yeah there's no products for them
1: mm-hmm. and then going off of like makeup have you ever you, you know those like stickers for your eyes yeah. that give you the double eyelid
0: oh my god my it's an obsession for mm-hmm. people in middle school especially i remember in middle school like i had a friend who was like, you know, I my mom says I can get double eyelid surgery when I graduate from high school, but for now I'm just going to stick to these stickers, and she mm-hmm. uses them every day. She does not leave
1: the house without it. Yeah, that's crazy. I could never. Though in middle school, I also didn't like my eyes very much, because, you know, everyone on TV is, like, white, and they have those big eyes. And I was mm-hmm. like, why are my eyes so small? And then I discovered Lucy Liu. With her beautiful monolids, and I was like, "Monolid power, yes, <laughs> we they do look good. Look at her; she's famous, and she looks good with monolids." Yeah, and
0: it's like, I feel, and it's okay, and the thing like, this goes back to something is like, I think he, any everyone is valid to do whatever they want with their body. Mm-hmm. If you think that um, you feel more confident with double eyelids, and if you want to do a double eyelid surgery, that is perfectly valid it's a 30 minute procedure yeah and it's 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 like low risk Mm -hmm. but there are just people who it's like it's they feel like they have to do it yeah they feel like they have to do it Mm -hmm. and they're always talking about how like it's not it's like something that it's like a curse almost because like it's through like genetics and everything Mm -hmm. if both of your parents had double eyelids you will have Dub, like, the eyelids, chances of you getting yeah. double eyelids is, like, higher. And if one of your parents has mono eyelids, you have a possibility of getting mono eyelids. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends saying, like, yeah, I blame my dad for this because he had mono eyelids. Oh, my
1: goodness.
0: And then I was like, well, yeah.
1: <laughs> It doesn't work. Don't, it, don't blame yeah, your parents for
0: that. It's <laughs> fine to mm. not have double eyelids. Like, there are people who rock it and mm-hmm. say, like, you know, I'm proud to have, like, yeah. mono eyelids. It's different from everyone else on this planet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know what? I may use a lot of eyeliner because it all, because if I have, like, a <laughs> little thin in. line, it just folds in and no one can see that I'm wearing makeup. But I really like monolids. I feel like it, it adds, like, this kind of, like, interesting way I can interpret makeup for mm-hmm. myself. And I also don't like look down on anybody who does do the the, the the monolid surgery because it's like, yeah, if you want to. I mean, it's I've, I think it's pretty cheap in Korea. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Korea's number one. most popular surgery thing to do most of their like birthday present like 18th birthday it's like when you graduate high school Mm -hmm. you get plastic surgery and I'm like wow like what would I look like sometimes I think about it like not even like oh I want to get it I'm just like what would I look like if I had monolith so I think about buying those stickers sometimes interesting Mm -hmm. I remember I graduated from high school and
0: a couple of my friends did it and I looked at their pictures like something is yeah it's
1: like something's a little different and people can't place it like what Mm -hmm. happen i wish somebody would photoshop one of my like my eyes so that (laughs) i could see what it looks like with a double (laughs) eyelid i'm curious and then i'm like what if i like it a lot should i go get it done next time in korea oh gosh the option's there the option's there do it maybe if i if i thought i looked better with it i think i would do it (laughs) i have no problem with surgery like if you think you look better with something go ahead we have the technology and power to do it all for it i'm all for it it. I'm it. (laughs) i'm all for it too Um, and we also
0: want to talk about, um, the bare face taboo. Mm -hmm. It is, uh, there's this, like, I think we talked about this in our previous episodes too, how you can't leave your house without makeup. Like you are expected to put on makeup. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, if you walk out of the house without makeup, you are either considered one, unprofessional. Yeah. Two, you have given up on yourself completely. Mm-hmm. And both of these options are just, it's just unflattering to yeah. hear.
1: And I think this kind of goes into like something that's happening right now in Japan. Um, there's a, she's an actress and a freelancer. Her name's Yumi Ishikawa. Mm-hmm. And she's recently been campaigning to end like strict dress codes in Japan. Um, she started, it's kind of like a branch off of the Me Too movement happening in america but she's calling it the kutu movement and it's kind of a play on japanese words for shoe which is kutsu and pain which is kutsu i don't know japanese so i could be (laughs) pronouncing this completely wrong but um so it started off because she wants to end this um like allowance in japan where companies can force women to wear heels every single day to work and obviously like if you wear heels, you know those are not comfortable. No. Like you're gonna get blisters and bloody feet every day. Um, and it's actually like it's evolved even more into a campaign to force companies to stop making um, their women employee wear makeup and wear and not wear glasses. So. That also goes into the bare face taboo. It's like you can't show up to work without makeup because then you look unprofessional. And um, Yumi Shikawa actually talked about how she's been getting a lot of support in Japan, but not as much as she thought she would, because mm-hmm. I think just in Asian culture, it's so ingrained in you that, you know, yeah. you have to follow these rules like mm-hmm. about your makeup and about the way you dress. And, you know, people are kind of reluctant to fight against this like deep ingrained stigma.
0: Yeah, and this was, this just reminds me of um, this Japanese drama that I was watching. I watched this, like, in middle school, I mm-hmm. think. And back then, I thought this was the most, like, it was so hilarious. And, like, I turned to it for, like, fashion advice and everything. But mm-hmm. it's basically a drama that discriminates people who they consider ugly. Ooh. And... The thing is, like, the um the main character, she's, like, a nerdy girl who doesn't mm-hmm. dress up. And she worked for, like, a printing company or, like, something some other company that's not related to appearances. Mm. Um, but then I think it was either, like, the company shut down or she was, like, referred to, like, another branch. Um, so she went and worked for, like, a cosmetics company or, like, mm-hmm. a fashion company. And everyone there was so well-dressed. And they all looked, like, they're really pretty. They always have their makeup done. And they always, you know... Um, they have like beautiful hair and she's just like this nerdy girl who doesn't wear makeup, has glasses Mm -hmm. and she has a crush on this guy who works at the salon next door and she's like, I need help because Mm -hmm. I really, really like like him and she like, and then all these girls come in and like tell her all these tips about how to look prettier. Oh, interesting. And it was, I forgot what the ending of the story was, like whether or not I related to her looks, Mm -hmm. but it just, the, sh- the the name of the show is called humans are 100 Percent about looks mm. and to some extent i kind of agree mm-hmm. that people make their initial judgment about a person based on their looks yeah like definitely. their first impression is how they look mm-hmm. and obviously if you get to know the person more like it's less about the looks and more about the personality mm-hmm. and that's what we value more but in cultures like like in Japanese culture or or like in Korea like the first thing you see like from a person you kind of already have made your judgment about whether or not you like
1: them definitely and how much effort they put in if you put in too much effort though and you wear too much makeup it's also a bad thing because Asians very about natural beauty and Mm -hmm. natural makeup Which is really interesting to contrast it with, like, makeup here. Because, you know, makeup, you're supposed to know that this person's wearing makeup. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Asia, it's like, you can't really tell if they're wearing makeup Mm -hmm. or not. But once they take off the makeup, you're like, oh, they were definitely wearing makeup. (laughs) Like, it's about extreme transformations, but in different ways, I feel like. I also want to talk about social media. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you ever use the app called Snow? Yes. Yes. Uh, Oh, my God. God. I did. (laughs) So it used to be like Snapchat. Mm -hmm. And that's how I actually communicated with my friends in Korea. And for a while, I was kind of confused why I couldn't communicate with them anymore. Mm -hmm. because I think that feature just got completely taken away. I I think it might might be more of a... uh, It's not like a photo-taking app and only photo-taking. Because you used to be able to send photos to each other like Mm -hmm. Snapchat. And now it's more like a... Just like a it's just like a camera camera now. thing yeah
0: yeah and it's there's more than one app and I, this is like you use the snow and that's like mm-hmm. commonly used in korea mm-hmm. um i used to down i used to use this um like also a camera app called you like it's so crazy because it has like also like poses for you so it'll draw an outline <gasps> and then you just have to stand like you
1: have to fill you in. have to
0: like fill it in and then it'll look like it looked really professional and we played we played with it um over spring break last year and it was really fun to you know to use cuz if mm-hmm. you don't know how to pose like it'll teach you how to pose. Oh cute. That was kind of <laughs> cute. But um oh wait no no it was not you like it was this other app called um P2 and P2. that's um essentially is actually chinese for like photoshopping. Oh wow. Yeah. And what it does is it has like a photoshopping like face altering like function that's mm-hmm. installed inside and you can adjust like your boobs, your face. You Whoa. can even adjust the angle of your head. And that was crazy. Oh I god. remember when the girls like, "Wait, I can adjust the angle of my head? If I don't like the way I tilt, I can like tilt <gasps> it a little more, come back." Oh my god. I looked, I was like, "That is crazy." That's terrifying. And just thinking about how like cuz I can just like, you know, enlarge my breasts a little bit mm-hmm. and then kind con- contrast it to like the original photo yeah. I can look so much different but mm-hmm. when it's exported I look natural yeah and to think about how many photos we see on social media that has gone through that like minor tweaks mm-hmm. and for people to believe that that's 100% natural with no like photoshopping at all mm-hmm. and other people seeing it just thinking that that's
1: totally natural Not totally natural and it's pretty and that's I mean I have a confession is I sometimes use like photoshopping apps like that mm-hmm. where I make my eyes bigger it's always my eyes that mm-hmm. I want to look bigger and whenever I enlarge my eyes just a little bit on Instagram I get a ton of comments like you look so good I'm like ha ah, that's oh not my me god. <laughs> you've been duped <laughs> 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 you are not looking at who I am <laughs> that, it, that is, it's weird it's weird oh my god you know, one time, one girl messaged me. She's like, your eyes look so big. And I'm like, ah, yeah, it's, it's all a lie. I'm so sorry. That was the one reason
0: where I... So they were using that um, that app. And mm-hmm. then I tried it with a couple of my photos, actually. And I was like, I actually like the way I look now. Yeah. And then that, the minute that idea flashed through my mind... I was like but I don't want then I don't want to post this mm-hmm. because I know that once I post this I can't go back yeah like I am going to just have to Photoshop every everything. other photo mm-hmm. and I don't want to put myself through that feeling like everything mm-hmm. I present on social media has to be a filtered and a, like adjusted version of mm-hmm. myself
1: yeah I definitely have to fight against that urge every time I post an Instagram photo like don't change size. <laughs> don't do it don't do it um So sometimes it's, like, easy to kind of fall into that. But I think if you have, like, a solid idea, like, Mm -hmm. I'm just editing this one single photo. Yeah. Because it looks good aside from this one thing. That, I
0: guess it's okay. It's passable. (laughs) If it's something that you do and you feel comfortable in doing, it doesn't affect how you view yourself. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't affect, like, your mental health and your... Yeah, if you're not yourself, setting unrealistic standards
1: for yourself, mm-hmm. that's totally fine. Like, I, I look at it, I'm like, this is not me, but I'm still going to post it because it looks like a good photo, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> and, like, I, I never look at the photos, I'm like, oh, I wish my eyes were bigger. Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, they're bigger. Ha <laughs> I don't yeah, know who I'm. that is. <laughs> but, yeah, like, snow is also it's just a photo app but it lightens your skin all of the filters are just like varying shades of how light you want your skin to look in this photo mm-hmm. and it's a little scary because it'll also like sharpen like your chin yeah it'll make your eyes look bigger and your cheeks like rosy and then by the end of it you kind of don't recognize yourself it's and it, that's like the default setting too like they have like you can
0: open up like the adjustment mm-hmm. meters and it's already adjusted for you yeah like the minute you enter the app like it's you're everything's already adjusted and you don't even know that. Yeah. And you look at it and it's like, oh, look like, I look good in this look good today. And then <laughs> you open up like, the iPhone camera. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, excuse me, who's, is that who's me? the real one? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is the truth? <laughs> but it's also like when I was living in Japan, we did Purikura and mm-hmm. it's like those photo booths <gasps> that you could... Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know those. Those I are my this. favorite things in the entire world. I, they make you look so ridiculous. They make you look so ridiculous. But I... Literally, like, we'll do it. Every time I see a Purikura booth, I will go and do it in Japan because I am obsessed. And I love just, like, the fact that you can get this little, like, photo card yeah. of you and the, whoever else you're taking the photo with. But the thing about this Purikura is that it lightens your skin, puts makeup on, makes your eyes enormous to a point where you kind you of feel like a cartoon character. Fake. You can yeah. tell it's fake. Mm-hmm. And one thing I didn't notice, my mom pointed it out. She was like, you look really skinny in this Perikura photo. And I was like, oh, my God. It changed the way my legs look because I was wearing shorts, in one of them, and it totally shrunk down my legs. And I was like, "I don't know who that girl is. Like, I don't know whose legs those are, but those are not mine because I'm kind of heavier in my legs. Like, so shocking. I was like, "Is that me? Could that be me? Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like a like a confusion. Is what is real? What am I
0: <laughs> having a
1: crisis? <laughs>
0: say, I remember when my sister went to Japan and she also did the mm-hmm. um the Cool. and she came back and just showed me the picture and she like laughed at it so I was like this is insane mm-hmm. and we actually made a parody of that when we went to San Francisco we didn't have we there was no photo booth and mm-hmm. there's like let's take a selfie mm-hmm. and we went on the um, one of like the photo apps mm-hmm. we sharpened our chin <laughs> widened our eyes and just like maximize like the lightning <laughs> function and then <laughs> we look like we were in the and added
1: the little like emojis. The little <laughs> emojis that you can add. Oh, my favorite part. I love making it all cute. It is super cute. Oh. It's, I feel like as long as you're aware, and everyone I think who does pericur is like, we definitely know this is not what we look like. Mm-hmm. But it's also can lead to some negative like standards like, oh, my skin needs to be lighter. I need to look like. I do in Purikura, where mm-hmm. I'm, like, bare face, like, Purikura, do your magic, because I'm not wearing any makeup right now. <laughs> it's an easy way to take a
0: photo without getting ready.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they have, like, styling booths where you can, like, do your hair. They have, like, hair straighteners and yeah. hair curlers. They even have, like, costumes that you can put on. Mm-hmm. So a couple of my friends and I, we did, like, like anime costumes and stuff. It was really cute, actually. But That's fun. It's kind of funny. <laughs>
0: Okay, I don't know how we're going to conclude this. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to end on a fun note. Yeah. Um, but I guess just in general, um I guess just understanding that a lot of beauty standards, they're not they're not the rule and yeah. they're not set in stone and that you have to look this way mm-hmm. to be pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess at the end of the day we all just want you to like love the way you look mm-hmm. and just have fun
1: with it yeah just have fun like they've got these beauty standards you might as well take it and run with it mm. and just like skew it to however yeah. makes you feel better about yourself yeah
0: if it makes you feel like you know you've got this mm-hmm. you want to run with it do it mm-hmm. um if it's putting too much stress on you then you ignore know, it ignore it like just feel do whatever you feel it's best for yourself mm-hmm. to talk about
1: our meme or vine or tiktok of the week yeah so my tiktok of the week is it's actually like a series of tiktoks (laughs) of this french guy who like poured like four containers of orbeez into his bathtub and you know it was really funny and then he instead of like getting rid of it in a in a intelligent way I, i i would say he just opened up the drain and all the orbeez went down the drain and then he ended up like clogging his toilet and then orbeez came out of his toilet and then they came out of his bathroom sink and then one of his neighbors like knocked on his door and like i guess the assumption was like the neighbor was like did you see the orbeez like they're coming into my my drain too and then he took his dog on a walk and they were coming out of the sewage system and then the french like city government got involved and i don't know how this got cleared up but it was just it was so—it's hilarious. Nothing will top that in my mind. Like he tried to flush the toilet, and Orbeez just yeah. flooded out, and he starts screeching. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing ever. It is a
0: moment of split decision. Like you could, this could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, "I'm just gonna open up the drain," and yeah. the minute that happened, all hell broke loose. Yeah,
1: I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> It was just so funny. I was like, who who in the right mind would do this?
0: Yeah, oh my gosh. Um mine um video, funny video of the week is a service dog yes. just failing every test that was given to oh him. Oh my gosh. And it's it's really adorable to watch, mm. but also it's like does he know that he's failing these tests? <laughs> but he looks like he's generally just having he's fun. Just having fun. Like he's chewing Did on like the him? ball, <laughs> the ball <laughs> of the, on the like crane. the oh my wait, goodness, wait, the crane. What's it called? The it crutch. was like the walker, the walker. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was
1: like chewing on the ball because he was like, I want to play catch, play <laughs> catch. And then they were trying to have him like kind of pull someone in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And then somebody like <laughs> threw a ball to see if he would get distracted. He completely ran in the opposite <laughs> direction and like yanked the person out of the wheelchair, and oh my goodness Ugh. you're just watching this entire thing you're like oh, i can't stop watching it's so <laughs> adorable and yet it's like it's like, like I oh like he like failed, he, <laughs> failed. <laughs> he doesn't even care about it. he failed he's just so, having yeah. a good time he's having the best time and you know what i support him for that yeah i support <laughs> that
0: <laughs> all right well thank you guys so much for listening mm-hmm. if you want to hear more don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on itunes and spotify mm-hmm. follow us on social media and we'll see you next week hashtag represent